You are listening to a rebroadcast of one of my previous episodes. While I'm out on maternity leave, I just had my baby, um, I'll be replaying some of my most popular episodes. And even if you've already listened to all the episodes, you might hear something that you missed before. I know when I go back and listen to podcast episodes, even for the second time, there's always little tidbits in there. So whether this is your first time listening or you know your second or third time listening to these episodes, I really hope you guys enjoy. And I'm really looking forward forward to getting back to all of you guys and um, releasing some new content very, very soon. So I hope you enjoy. You are listening to episode 44, Bedtime Routines with Katie Pitts. Welcome to the Growing Our Family podcast, Parenting Edition, where we discuss parenting topics starting from delivery. I'm your host, Brittany, and I'm a brand new mom to a beautiful baby boy. Parenting's hard, and I end up doing hours of research on everything that comes my way. Join me on a weekly chat where I'll share my knowledge and personal experiences with all of you. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Growing Our Family podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, then I hope you enjoy. If you want to be a part of the show, whether that's sharing a story, leaving some feedback, or maybe even asking a question, you can send an email to Brittany at growingourfamily.com, or you can like and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and my social handle is growingourfamily, and that's growing the letter R family. We also have a Facebook group for all you moms out there, whether you're trying to conceive, expecting, have a newborn, or even older babies and toddlers. You're welcome to join in on the conversation. The group is called Growing Our Family Podcast, a community for moms, and I'll link to it in the show notes today. And now on to today's topic. We have Katie here to talk all about bedtime routines, why they're important, what they should entail, what time your kids should start going to bed, and so much more. She is an expert in this. She owns her own company. It's called Sleepwise Consulting. And together, they've helped so many families get a better night's sleep. So without further ado, I'm just going to roll the interview for you. Hello, and welcome back. We have Katie here to talk to us all about bedtime routines. How's it going, Katie? It's great. How are you doing? Oh, so good. Thanks so much for coming on the show and talking to us today. Absolutely. I'm really excited to be here. (laughs) So why don't we start by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got into sleep consulting? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm the owner and founder of Sleepwise Consulting. We've been in business over five years and have helped almost 3,000 families. Five years ago, I was in a place that many of you guys might be familiar with um, where I wasn't sleeping because my child wasn't sleeping. And there was a point when my little three-month-old son was up about every 45 minutes throughout the night. And I knew I knew it wasn't sustainable. Um, I actually found myself admitting how much I hated motherhood and what a terrible thing to say. But it was true because nothing was working. Um, it, nothing was functioning. And I knew there had to be a better way. And so after researching and researching and researching some more um, and and becoming really frustrated with finding everything you research to tell you the opposite thing, 
I, I knew that it was going to be up to me to find that solution. And so I put together a plan and some tools and a system that I felt comfortable with. I implemented it with my first son. And within one to two days, our lives changed. Five years later, my husband still says that is the greatest thing that I ever did for our family is teaching my son to sleep well. And so I knew, I knew that people had to know about this. Um, I wanted to be for people that one thing that I couldn't find. I wanted to become that person that would tell someone what to do and for a family to just know that it would work. And so five years later, um, we have Sleepwise Consulting. I have 37 amazing women that work for Sleepwise and we work across the world teaching families, um, helping really tired moms teach their children how to sleep well. Wow, that's incredible. I We didn't have a sleep consultant. I didn't even know they were a thing when I first had my son. So we kind of followed the advice of our pediatrician. But oh my gosh, if I would have known there were options like you out there, it, I would have hired you in a heartbeat because my son wasn't sleeping. And, you know, it's so hard to just like, deal with life, <laughs> you know, when, yes. you know, when you're so sleep deprived, it's hard to function as a human being. So lack of sleep is just, um, it's not sustainable, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's just not. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I would have shelled out like every penny I owned towards <laughs> <laughs> getting him to sleep if I knew that was like an option. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because uh, when we talk to a family, dads are normally the biggest kind of skeptic. And a lot of times they're not dealing with all of the wakings. But after we finish, it's always the dads that are like, I would have paid you $8,000 or $10,000, <laughs> right? Like just yeah. this was this because they see the impact and the change it can make. Oh, definitely. So we're talking today about bedtime routines. And I was curious when you can start implementing a bedtime routine. What age would it be appropriate to start that? Great question. So I recommend really from the beginning. The, the first two weeks when your baby comes into this world, it's, it's, a, it's all, it's wonderful and it's beautiful and it's chaotic and it's tiring. And so my advice in those first two weeks is just to survive take care of yourself, allow your baby to eat and sleep, and you do the same as much as possible. And then after that, you're going to find a little bit of a shift where everybody, okay, we've gotten to know each other a little bit better. We're starting to get no way into a schedule, but into a little bit more of a routine. And I recommend as young as two to three weeks old to start that bedtime routine. Doing a bedtime routine is one of the biggest things you can do to teach a baby the differences between night and day. And of course, which parent doesn't want that as fast as possible? Oh, definitely. And what should you include in your bedtime routine? Does it differ for like newborns versus toddlers? Absolutely. It has some similar components, uh, but it can differ. So really from in the newborn ages, which to me are anywhere under about 12 weeks old. In those ages, I recommend doing something like a bath or some people will say, I don't want to give my baby a bath every day. That's okay. Um, doing something like a wipe down for your baby was what I call a mock bath. Then after that, um, a, maybe a little massage with some lotion, diaper, pajamas, a nice full feed, that's the end of the bedtime routine. 
as your baby grows a little bit, it can shift. Um, sometimes I find that a feed at the end of the bedtime routine for three months and older can cause a little bit of trouble because a baby gets too sleepy during that routine. And then you go to put them down, they wake up, they have a second wind and holy cow, why won't my child close? their eyes because they're riding on that second wind. And so shifting the feed to the first step in the bedtime routine can help there. So feed, bath, pajamas, add a book in there at this point, even at three months old, even if they want to chew on the book, that's okay. It's still something that you can show um, the baby that every night we do this in the same order. And that means bedtime is coming. Once a kiddo gets to be about 12 months and older, you're not needing that feed in the bedtime routine as much. A lot of times, you still can have nursing. That's absolutely okay. But a lot of times, families are uh, weaning away that nursing. The bottles are going away. And so from this point on, doing something with a bath, pajamas, book time, and into bed is great. So very similar at each junction, but it shifts a little bit. Oh, definitely. And is it okay to kind of like hold them and rock them? Or is that kind of creating that dependence on being rocked to sleep? Some babies can, or some babies do okay with that and other struggle. And so if it's working, uh, you're rocking your baby, you're getting them nice and calm, perhaps they're even falling asleep, you're putting them down, they're staying asleep, and that's working, that's okay. A lot of times families are coming to us because it's not working because they're do they're creating this what we call a prop or a sleep association and their baby doesn't have any of their own skills and so their baby's waking frequently not because they're sad scared lonely not even because they're hungry in many of the cases um, this is obviously if you when a baby is older um, but because they are tired and they want to go back to sleep and they don't know how to because you always do it for them. And so sometimes it can work, but if you find that you're having that rocking, you're really working hard on getting your baby to sleep, but you're not seeing what you want to with their sleep, that likely could be the problem. Oh, yeah. And I've seen a lot of recommendations for putting them down drowsy but awake. Why is it important to let them fall asleep in their bed? So drowsy but awake... It will be almost everywhere that you read, um, the drowsy but awake piece. That can work really well with three months and under. Drowsy but awake is okay. After that, it becomes a little bit of an issue because when our babies are drowsy, they're actually already in the first stage of sleep. So around the three to four month age, a baby's sleep cycle shifts and matures. And instead of going through two stages of sleep, like a newborn does, they're now going through four stages, just like we do as adults. The first stage is very, very light. When we're in the first stage of sleep, we don't even realize we're sleeping. I always give the example of my husband. He'll fall asleep next to me. He'll start snoring. I nudge him. I'm like, hey, you're snoring. And he goes, I wasn't even sleeping. Right. And that's how light of a stage that sleep is. And so if we're helping babies get drowsy, we can be helping them into that first stage of sleep, which means guess what? When they wake in the night, like they naturally 
should every single person in the world wakes two to five times a night when they wake in the night instead of just shifting and sliding right back into um, more sleep cycles they're awake and saying hey i need you i need you to come and do what you were doing for me does that oh. make sense yeah definitely and it feels like almost you know like when you go to a hotel and you wake up and you're not sure where you are i could feel like there could be some of that too, like where they fall asleep in your arms and then all of a sudden they wake up in this like crib by themselves. I feel like that might also, would that like have an effect yeah. too? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's a safety mechanism. Think if you fall asleep on the couch and you woke up in your bed, right? Number one, probably not going to happen because you have a survival mechanism where if your partner goes to pick you up, you wake up because you realize danger. Wait a minute, what's going on? And, and babies are similar. It's all back to the animal in us um, for, to, that we all have that need to survive. Oh, definitely. So what time should you start the bedtime like routine in the night? And how what are some of the signs to tell when your child is ready for bed, like if they're tired? So um, usually bedtime between 6 to 8 p.m. is best. OK, we're you want to aim almost throughout until really you're at uh, five to six years old, you're targeting about 12 hours of sleep a night. Um, sometimes less. Some kiddos have higher sleep needs, some have lower, but you're wanting to divide your day into 12 hours of day and 12 hours of night. And so putting your baby to bed between 6 and 8 p.m. is usually right within their window, and then they're waking up in the morning between that 6 to 8 a.m. The best thing to do is to follow the wake times, um, the appropriate wake times for your little ones. So when we're at six weeks old, you don't want to be a baby to be awake longer than 45 minutes at a time. By the time we're at 12 weeks, it's about an hour and a half. Uh, between uh, around six, seven, eight months, we're looking at three hours, and it does go ahead and increase with age to so around four hours by the time they're a year old. And so doing a little bit of each, looking at the awake time, looking at the clock time, that will give you your target bedtime. Oh, okay. And does going to bed earlier or later change when they wake up or are they pretty much going to wake up the same time every morning? Or if you put them to bed later and push them into overtiredness, they're going to do the opposite of what you think. So they're going to have a harder time falling asleep. They're going to have more wakings throughout the night, and they're actually going to wake earlier in the morning. And so it's all about um, seeing what your baby's body clock is and then making sure you're right at that appropriate wake time. Oh, interesting. So if they're waking up like super early in the morning, like 4 a.m., should you try shifting their bedtime routine a little bit earlier and see if that helps? Absolutely. A hundred percent. More often than not, early morning wakings are caused by overtiredness. So I would move it up about 30 minutes and see what happens. Oh, interesting. That's a great tip. And so why is it important to have a consistent bedtime routine? How does that help your little ones? A bedtime routine is really just our cueing system for the brain and the body that sleep is coming. Everyone has some sort of bedtime routine, even as adults. A lot of us are really 
bad because they involve TVs and screens, um, which block the melatonin. But no matter what it is, you have that bedtime routine. And so you're training your body, you're training your brain that after you do these steps, it's time to settle into sleep. Same with naps. I think nap time routines are important as well. Um, it's, you know, a small, this is going to be much shorter, perhaps like a diaper change story and into bed, but it also is a cueing system for the brain and the body that it's time to settle down and it's time to sleep. Oh, wow. That's super interesting. Um, so for kids, like especially older, like toddlers, when you're trying to phase out that nighttime nursing session or bottle before their bed, how do you break that association without messing up like their good sleep habits? That's a really great question. So remember we talked about it three months. A lot of times it's helpful to take that feed in bedtime and put that first, mm -hmm. right? So you're going to have the feed, then bath, pajamas, books into bed. With doing that, when our kiddos get to about 12, 13, 14 months of age, because it's first in the routine, you can just chop it off real easy. All of a sudden, it's not there. But guess what? We're starting bedtime and we're going right into bath, um, pajamas, books. And because they have not associated feeding and sleeping and they don't need to eat in order to sleep, meaning fall asleep while eating, it it's becomes a non-issue. And for parents that maybe have it still at the like end of it, you know, like we do that still with my son. He, I didn't know that you're supposed to move it to the beginning, <laughs> which makes a ton of sense. Um, so would you recommend like moving it closer towards the beginning of bedtime routine before cutting it out? Or is it still okay just to like slowly cut down on like the time that you feed them till it's no more? It's going to depend greatly kiddo per kiddo and um, how heavily they rely on it right? Like, so is he just having that feed, but he's staying nice and awake and he's going into his bed and he's putting himself completely to sleep? Or is he using that feed to help get him halfway there? If he's using that feed to help get him halfway there, meaning halfway to sleep, you're going to have a little bit harder of a time. But if he's staying wide awake, then just, um, weaning that out a little bit can help. But my recommendation in order to do this the slowest gentle way possible is let's not take away that feed. Let's not even lessen it. Let's just move it and let's just move it earlier in the routine. So he still gets it, but now he's learning these are the new orders of the routine. He'll get used to that after a week or two, and then you can really um, limit that. Oh, awesome. And that's amazing. Is there anything else about bedtime routines that maybe I didn't ask about yet? Um, let's see. The a, a great bedtime routine, about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, that's a perfect time. Sometimes it can take a little bit longer with nursing. I would say toddlers, we could talk a little bit about their bedtime routine around two, three, four years old. Toddlers love visuals. And so if you have a toddler, and you're finding lots of stall techniques because they are so smart when it comes to stalling at bedtime. And I tell you what, the really cute 
and annoying at the same time because they're gonna get just one more, just one more, just one more kiss, just one more hug, right? Kind of seeing what what's black and white and what will work and what will work to stall. A great way to help with this and get your toddler some independence in the bedtime routine is just to create a visual chart. I mean, it's simple as go to, um, you know, go online and Google some pictures and print them out on a piece of paper and put them in the order, you know, first bath, then pajamas, then books. You can even laminate it and have your child cross it off with a dry erase marker every night too. Um, that could be really helpful. Another little trick with toddlers, if you're finding they're fighting you at every um, step of the way would be to give them choices in the routine but making sure you're comfortable with what they choose. So for example, you don't wanna say, do you wanna brush your teeth or, or not? Because we want them to brush their teeth, but rather here are two pairs of pajamas, which would you like to choose? And they're gonna be a lot more cooperative because they're gonna feel that they have a say in things. Oh yeah, for sure. I know my son, I let him pick out his book every night. And we have like the whole bookshelf of things and I go, okay, now pick out your book. And sometimes he'll grab one book and sometimes he'll grab a couple. And, you know, that's totally fine. Like if he wants to read three books at night, like I'm totally okay with that because, you know, it's a healthy habit, I feel like, to get into at night. Exactly. And that's his way to have control and something that you can be comfortable with. It's perfect. A perfect solution. Oh, awesome. And so I like to kind of close out a lot of my shows with a product recommendation for new moms. Is there something that you've used um, that you would recommend to anyone who's kind of just starting off on this parenting journey? Yes, absolutely. So one of my new favorite products is something called the Slumber Pod. Have you heard of the Slumber Pod? I've heard of it, but I'm not super familiar with it. It's really neat, and they um, actually do have a discount going for the next week or so for $25 off of their product, but it's, a, it's somewhat of a privacy tent um, that you put over a pack and play when you're traveling with your kiddos to give them a nice dark room and a private sleeping space. So you're traveling, you're in a hotel, you're putting your baby down, you have this product um, over the pack and play. It's completely safe. It's been tested. And it's just a really great, unique idea. And I have seen so much success with my clients and traveling with this product. I've also seen a lot of daycares use it where your baby's in daycare, they are having trouble napping because the lights are bright and the babies are crying and there's all sorts of things happening. And this really just gives them that privacy space. So if you haven't checked out this product, I highly recommend you do. The owners, Katie and Lou, are absolutely fantastic. Um, it's, it's a really cool idea. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm sure, especially in the daycare setting, you could pair it with like a sound machine to help drown out some of the noises of daycare. And I'm sure it would improve your baby's sleep like tenfold. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. And perfect for like hotel stays and things like that, where you're just sharing one room with your child so you don't have to go to bed at 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're like, speak. I remember my husband and I before have like just stayed, like we sat right outside the door, right? We just sat there mm -hmm. and shared a glass of wine while our baby was inside sleeping at 7 p.m., but we weren't quite ready for bed. So um, it is, it's, it's a great solution. 
Oh, that's awesome. I'll have to check it out and I'll link to it in the show notes for anyone who wants to learn more about it. Perfect. Thank you. And where can we find you, Katie? Are you on social media, um, your website, anything like that? Absolutely. So our website is sleepwiseconsulting.com. We have an active Instagram and active Facebook page. We have a really great Pinterest page that has a lot of our favorite things, favorite products, favorite ideas um, to keep your kids busy, all sorts of things on there. So feel free to follow us. We try to really provide our followers with a lot of rich content to just help you on this sleep journey because being a parent is hard. And um, the more we can work together, the easier it's going to be. Oh, definitely. And do you, you said that you guys are across the world. Um, Can they find a local sleep consultant on your website or do you do um, like phone conferences or anything like that to help parents out? So about 90% of what we do can all be done virtually. Um, We can go into your your homes if that's what parents prefer. And with 37 consultants, we do have consultants across the United States and one in Australia. Um, But a lot of times we're able to do it all virtually. It still works really, really well. But if you are interested at someone in your home, uh, you can look for that on our website as well. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Katie, for coming on today and talking about bedtime routines. I know it can definitely be a sore subject for new parents, especially, or even parents that have been dealing with it for months. You know, if your child's not going to bed and you're just sleep deprived, this can be just the outlet they were looking for. Absolutely. And we have a little bedtime quiz that I could send you if you want a link for your followers um, that just says, is your bedtime helping or hurting you? And so it might be a fun thing for people to try out to see if there aren't some improvements that they can make to help get more sleep at night. So I'll send you that link if that's okay with you. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Um, Anyone who wants to just go to growingourfamily.com and then this will be the first link on the page. So if you just scroll down, you'll have that and it'll have all the show notes from today, um, links to find Katie and Sleepwise Consulting everywhere that she mentioned, and then the quiz as well. So thanks so much, Katie, for coming on today. I really enjoyed talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Alrighty, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Growing Our Family Parenting Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, growingourfamily.com, and that's growingourfamily.com to see today's show notes and product links. And again, don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcast so you always get the latest episodes. If you love the show, the easiest way to support us is to share it with any of your mama friends if you're enjoying the content. Just sharing with one other person can really help spread the love and help other parents out. If you're expecting or just want to hear more about growing a baby, check out the Growing Our Family Pregnancy Edition. Please join me next week for another episode.